Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when nickels down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Hey, welcome to another Quarm Lasso Sports Sometime Rich McKinn from ATL We are live uh, so far just have my voice to hear right now. And if you're listening, if you want to join the show, 888-346-9144, uh, all over the world, all over the globe. Uh, but I'm sitting here right here in Arizona. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of sports going on. I want to I talk about the Lakers uh, losing five in a row. I want to talk about what Chicago's doing, maybe the Miami Heat. Uh, but that's basketball. But if you watch any sports uh, weekends past, I think the main topic of or uh, uh, what was going on that was uh, that was more more to say about was the Masters. The Masters was a it, it was one of the huge draws uh, of the weekend sports, uh, not because just Tiger Woods finally got his game back, uh, and and that was just one round. Uh, well, one event with two rounds uh, of him playing outstandingly, uh, going six under on probably what was that third Friday, and then Sunday he played outstandingly. But just the, the amount of people that was in contention, and Charles Schwartz ended up winning the Masters uh, by four strokes or three, three or four strokes. Uh, but the downfall, and you watch this young Ireland guy, uh, Roy McIlroy, stay in the lead for three and a half days, which was, uh, which if, you, if you're watching the Masters, you want to root for this guy. You watch this guy play. He plays well. looks like he has no conscience. He's out there just having fun. And then the pressure of Sunday at the Masters, uh, got to him. He was plus eight. He was in the lead by two. He finished minus four, uh, which was disturbing because the guy was playing lights out. And it's unfortunate. He's 21 years old. Now, he will get a chance to play a lot of other Masters. He, uh, he will get a chance to win some majors just with his game, just the game alone he has. He has a natural swing. Uh, but it was disheartening to watch this guy break down the way he did. You can see it on his face when he took a – he comes into the back nine. He's still leading. He comes to the back nine. He takes a triple bogey. Next hole, he takes a bogey. Then he takes a double bogey. Something he hasn't done all week at the Masters. Uh, and it's, unfo- it's unfortunate that uh, uh, he fell apart like that. But that, that's – and uh, if you've been in that situation, that's a pressure situation. I don't know which story – there was a lot of stories, like I said, which story was more interesting, which story was greater that Roy McIlroy for three and a half days had to lead, and then on the back nine of Sundays that he's went plus eight, lost the lead, and all he had to do was par out. He'd make a couple of birdies along the way, but if he just par out, he put himself in contention to stay there to win his first Masters, uh, as well as his first major. 
Uh, what would be another story would be Tiger Woods finally coming in. Now we make a lot of we make a lot of conversation about Tiger Woods. We make a lot of whether you like him or not, or, or whether you root for him before and now you don't. But what Tiger Woods does for the game of golf is outstanding. No other player in golf does that. Whether he's down, you still want to watch him. You still want to see if he he's going to be able to pick it up. You still want to see if he's uh, uh, has that game or if he's going to fall. Whether you not you don't like him at all anymore, uh, you're rooting for him to do bad. Um, I know there's a lot of people that used to like Tiger Woods. Now I'm still a Tiger Woods fan. I, I personally like Tiger Woods for the game of golf. I didn't ask Tiger Woods to be a role model, although many parents and many outside people want him to be a role model, want a lot of uh, athletes to be a role model, and we argue about this on the show. You become a role model when you become at a certain level in life that more people are watching you. That's up for debate, but whether you want this guy, to, uh, Tiger Woods, to be the role model, and the reason I like him is because I started playing golf because I started watching Tiger Woods. It wasn't that I was watching, waiting for Tiger Woods to be a good father or a good husband or a good uh, friend to anybody. It was just I liked the way he played golf, so I picked the game up. Um, but what he does for the game of golf is the ratings are, are so, so high is when he's in the field. Uh, what, I, what I would like to see Tiger do is play more rounds uh, to get his game back because he's working on a new swing. Uh, he returned five months off a layoff. Um, it was a good rev- uh, revelation to see what this guy did at the Masters and put himself in contention, although he missed a few putts that normally the old Tiger would, wouldn't miss. Uh, but, you know, he, he was there. Also, that would be um, that could be that story. That could be the headline for uh, the next day, on, which would have been Monday morning. Uh, the, final, the final round of the Masters drew second highest uh, TV rating in 10 years. Ten years, uh, Tiger Woods coming back after all that nonsense that he had to go through his personal life that we want to be so involved with, uh, coming back and playing the game of golf the way he's been playing in the, uh, when he was number one in the world. Uh, it was good to see him come out and do that. But it was the highest TV ratings in ten years. Uh, congratulations to Charles Schwartzel, who won the Masters. Charles is from uh, South Africa, I want to say. I believe he's from South Africa. Uh, but he's, he did something that no one ever in the Masters have done. He finished the round with four birdies. Now, you come around A-man corner, and if you're a golfer and you watch this, those are supposed to be the toughest uh, holes in golf. Uh, so if you're in the lead, you either keep the lead there, take your pars and move on and keep the lead, or you find a way to lose it uh, around A-man corner. But he finished off with four birdies, uh, which was outstanding, made every putt that he looked at from the last four holes, that has never been done in the Masters. Also, uh, there were so many great stories uh, going into the Masters that uh, in the second round of it, there were eight guys leading or tied for the Masters. Not leading, but tied with a great chance of winning. Eight guys at one point, and Tiger being one of those guys. Uh, but Schwarzer pulled it off with four birdies. It's never been done in the Masters before, uh, and he ended up winning the Masters. Phil Jackson putting the jacket on him. Uh, so that that was good. There was a lot of great stories out there, man, how you watch these guys uh, compete on Sundays. The guys who's been there before found a way to stay in the mix of things. Uh, guys like Roy McIlroy, who will be a great golfer if he's not already. I don't know if you have to win majors to be a great golfer. If you can play at a high level against some of the best in the world every weekend. Uh, but this guy was uh, there. Um, it's unfortunate that he fell apart. 
at the uh, on the last day. So there's a lot of great stories in the Masters, and 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 I, I was focused on it. Uh, the, the Sunday, Sunday and the last day, also with Tiger Woods in the hunt is 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 good for golf. And good again, like I said, if you don't like Tiger Woods or if you like Tiger Woods, you can't deny what he does for the game of golf. Um, and there was a lot of things uh, out there that uh, he was doing. I would like to see every Tiger Woods shot, if it was possible. Their masters have a a what's that second screen on your TV, or on that uh, second channel channel where you can watch certain players. I don't want to see any guy who's not in the top ten, probably not even guy who's not in top five. But I like to see every Tiger Woods shot because what he does for the game. Focus on that and then show the rest of the field uh, when he's not um, when he's not putting for potential, putting for birdie or something like that. Um, but yeah, if you can show every Tiger Woods shot, that'll be great. And that's the master. Also, we could all, we gonna talk about the uh, Lakers. Um, too bad Ken is not around to defend them guys, but he he will make every excuse to talk about the Lakers. I don't know where uh, Coach B. He's uh, probably arguing with his guys, Steelhawks or something like that. I don't know his football team. He's the head coach over in uh, the Steelhawks, which um, I'm not sure if they won or not. So if he comes on, we'll find out what happened with that. Um, when you're winning, it's easy to be seen. It's easy to be heard. When you start losing, you find ways not to be in the media and stuff like that because you don't want to answer all the questions. I'm not saying that's coach. I'm just saying win, lose, or draw, you know, come on the show. Come on the show. Tuesday, you know Tuesdays you got a show. is not that important. Uh, it's not even an hour long. Come on the show. Uh, Ken and his Lakers, the Lakers lose five in a row, and now everybody's pressing about what this team is going to do or, or where are they, how they going into the playoffs. I believe the Lakers. Um, I believe the Lakers is still the team in the West to beat, but I understand the um, the losing streak you will go on, uh, especially when you play the Thunder, and a team that's in your uh, division that you're probably gonna have to see again. Those are two statement games that you would have to make. You either win those games, uh, or you you let them know it's gonna be a long seven series if it has to go let seven series, um, seven games. The Lakers didn't show up. Um, the Thunder showed up like it was a playoff game, and that's what you're supposed to do at the end of the season when you're making a run. And also, you can look at the Lakers as far as how uh, they they can't change their position. They they number two in the West. I think the Spurs have lock, locked it up. Actually, the Spurs have locked up the West uh, with the best record in the league, so the Lakers can't advance. But you can play with some type of passion. You, st- you can't come out there uh, and start setting the tone. Did the, does the Lakers get bored at this time of the season? I know after the All-Star, they was probably one of the best teams uh, coming out the gate after the All-Star. Went on a run. Kobe looked like he was energized a little bit more. Um, uh, they had to make a statement. They got in more fights. Uh, Phil Phil Jackson did his, uh, his Zen talk, uh, played mind games with other coaches and players. Um, and that's what the Lakers do. So now they can't change their position as far as the West is concerned. Being behind the... Um, San Antonio Spurs, uh, so they were kind of lackadaisical uh, out there on the court. Uh, and that's something I wouldn't want to see as a coach at all. I still want you to go out there and give great effort. I'm not running any plays, but I want you to play um, with great effort, work on your shots, work on those things. And maybe that's what they was doing, but you don't have to lose five games in a row to do that. Being the best team, uh, one of the best teams in the league, uh, losing five games uh, plays heavily on, on your emotion because you got other guys around them and you got one of the best players, arguably the best player in the game in Kobe Bryant. 
you, you have to wonder, is, uh, are we waiting for Kobe to take over? At some point, these guys got to start taking the owners on. Well, get in where I fit in, hit my shots when Kobe passed and knock it down. This was some Jordan-type stuff when he was in Chicago. When he was in Chicago. And when those guys, when Jordan passed the ball, everybody knew he was going to be a double team, sometimes triple team. But when he passed the ball, those guys were knocking down the shots. Paxson, B.J. Armstrong, uh, his, his Scotty Pippen, uh, these guys were knocking down the shots because they knew when their time come, this is how they won their sixth championship. Six championships out of uh, Chicago. And this was, um, now go, going back to the Lakers, you can't wait around for Kobe to take control. Um, depending on the ball, the ball was running through Kobe. Everyone knows that, obviously. Um, but you got to get in where you fit in as far as uh, Paul Casal. If Bynum can stay healthy, um, he doesn't play worth for anything. Um, maybe 10 games, he might play three. If he can stay healthy, um, the Lakers are still that team. But you got Dallas. You got uh, you got a team that beat them, the the uh, Oklahoma Thunders. You got San Antonio, and you can say what you want about San Antonio as being an old team. They still right there. How you get the best record in the league if you're an old team? They can find a way to win. They got a Hall of Fame coach. They got a Hall of Fame player uh, over there, so they can find a way to win. So losing that four games, man, is is I'm sorry, five in a row, uh, could be disheartening. Now. On the other side of this thing is the uh, Boston Celtics. Definitely want to get into what they've done after they traded Perkins away. They lost their, they lost their aggressiveness, uh, their their bulldog, if you will, um, on the team. Now you could talk about uh, who's there right now, the big three or the big four. What Rondo and Rondo is one of the leaders on that team, and what he's done this year as a, also last year, he's coming to his own. That's one of the guys that could play, probably play on any team in the uh, NBA. Uh, and that's what you want players on the court to be able to do. Being able to play on any team in the NBA means that we got the best five players on the team or we got the best five players in, that fits this chemistry on what we're trying to do offensively and defensively. Uh, Boston Celtics probably are in third place right now. You got the Chicago Bulls. Now Miami Heat has taken over the number two spot. Then you got the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics have lost a few games. And we will, we'll we'll come back on this. I'll come back and talk about the Celtics and the weak East. The East is very, very weak. Come back and talk about that. But right now we'll take a break. We we may have some guests. Kwame lots of sports sometime. Rich McKean from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports do you love sports talk can't get enough sports talk have we got a show for you it's about the nfl training camps super bowl previews a look at the new starting quarterbacks and weekly key injuries we'll take your calls and emails right on the air Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Super Bowl champ Lionel Dalton is taking to the Internet airwaves with his own brand of sports talk. You'll go inside the mind of the players and find out if blacklisting really happens, what their thoughts are on training camps, 
where the former NFL players are now, and why being drafted by the wrong NFL team can kill a promising player's career. Lionel will also cover what's up with the Baltimore Ravens. Tune in to Sports Talk with Lionel Dalton live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin it with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin it old school, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lasso the Sports. Sometime Rich McCann from the ATL. We were talking about the Boston Celtics. We was actually... Getting into the East, we do it. We did a little bit of conversation about the West with uh, the Lakers losing five in a row. Uh, but it is getting close to playoff time. Do you want to rest your guys? Uh, you still have to play with some type of passion. Uh, also, San Antonio Spurs being the lead leader in uh, wins. Uh, Kobe and the Lakers couldn't advance their position from second to first, so they didn't have anything really to play for. Again, I like to see them play with a little bit of passion. Talk about the Dallas Mavericks. You got those teams, uh, that team that's in the hunt. Uh, you got Orlando, I mean, uh, Oklahoma Thunder, another team that's going to be raced. The, the West is going to be um, a pretty good competition during these playoffs. Even their, their last place team the, in eighth place uh, will beat probably half of the teams in the East. And that's when we started talking about, that's when I started talking about the uh, Boston Celtics. Uh, Boston Celtics lost to the Wizards uh, the other night, last night. But they didn't play. Garnett, they didn't play uh, Allen, um, Paul Pierce, Shaquille, he was inactive, uh, Rondo was inactive, they didn't play a lot of guys, Shaquille is hurt again, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he just came off a long injury, uh, and then he goes in the game and get hurt again, so I think it's time for him to shut it down, if you can get hurt that quick, uh, maybe you're not doing the conditioning proper things you did when you was trying to be the best in the world, uh, but now, at the end of your career, it's, you get hurt frequently. You might want to shut it down. You might want to. You might want to find a way to uh, uh, up your cardio, up your your uh, productive of uh, working out, or you might want to shut it down. So those guys didn't play. They lose to the uh, John Wall and the Washington Wizards uh, by by one point, um, and that's without those guys playing. Ninety five, ninety four. The Wizards pulled that one off. Uh, Davis had twenty points. He ended up. Uh, uh, with 20 points. Wall had 24 in that night, um, but they the Celtics lose another one. Uh, again, it's that time. They're sitting 55 and 26. Washington, 23 and 58, who needs a lot of components over there. You got Wall, you got Crawford. Uh, after that is you know, McGee. After that, you you really don't have a lot of players to uh, build your team around. Well, you have those guys you can build your team around, but you got to get the right guys in there. Um, so, they 23 and 58, which means they probably have a lottery, a good draft pick coming in. There's a lot of good guys coming out of college this year. Uh, but the Boston Celtics uh, sitting in third place right now in the East. 
and you could take you make a lot of claims about the, what, what the Celtics are doing. Uh, are these guys getting old? Uh, that's the talk. Um, that's the talk uh, with the Boston Celtics, as you hear about it with the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, these guys getting old, but these guys are finding a way to win 55 games, uh, losing 26, uh, coming out of the All Star. Well, I, I say their last 12 games, they are five and seven. The Boston Celtics are five and seven in their last 12 games, and that's not and that's not getting it done. Uh, again, when you traded uh, Kendrick Perkins away, you traded one, one one of your your bullies on the team, and every team. Regardless of what you think or what you heard or what you don't know or think you know, every team needs a bully. Every team needs a bully on their team to to let other teams know that it's not going to be an easy win. It's not going. It's going to be a physical game. Whether you're playing baseball, basketball, it is always physical, and you want to make that known. You want to have a physical presence in there, and I don't think Garnett. I mean, he does a lot of talking, but you know, he does a lot of hitting and running too. Um, but he knows who to pick on. Uh, so can't say Shaquille's not even in the game, so he could be that guy. Uh, did he do have Jermaine O'Neal over there? The Celtics, has, they have everyone in place. Name-wise, if you're looking on paper, they have everyone in place to be successful again, getting into the finals, maybe playing um, the Lakers again out of the West if the Lakers can bounce back. Uh, I wouldn't even say they're bouncing back. If they can get back into that final game. Um, again, I don't know the situation over there. If they just got lazy, if they got lazy and say we couldn't advance the opposition, we just want to, you know, rest our guys. At the same time, play them, which was opposite of what the Boston Celtics did. They just didn't play their guys. Now I mean, you got some shooters like Allen, uh, one of the Pierce shooters in the game. I, I mean, you play him for a little while, but this was the coach's decision not to play him. Also, what Pierce was the coaching, coaching decision. Garnett and O'Neal, Rondo was just inactive, so they didn't play. And there was some also some uh, Lewis and Howard uh, and Booker from the Washington. They was inactive as well, so uh, it ended up being a good game between those two. But do you play these guys and you know keep their conditioning up, or is it that part of the season where you rest these guys? And, and that's what happened with the Lakers. Now we could talk about the East as far as their MVPs. Uh, the Heat beat the Hawks. 98-90. Um, I think the Hawks may be in fourth place in the uh, fourth or fifth place in the East, um, which which was promising in, in the past that these guys may pull along, put a good team together. Baby is not out of there. Baby is sitting in uh, Miami right now. Um, Bobcats beat the Nets 105-103. Magic 76ers 95-85. Magic winning that game. Uh, Dwight Howard arguably. One of the league's MVP. Uh, who do you give the league MVP to? And in the race, I think it's only come down to like three people. Uh, probably, um, definitely uh, Derek Rose, LeBron James, and Dwight Howard. You can make an argument with uh, Derek Nowitzki and uh, Kobe. I don't think Kobe, uh, well, you always got to put Kobe in there. I mean, he does a lot for his team, but he put the numbers up. But I don't, I don't think he's in the top three. The top three would be uh, Rose, Howard, and uh, probably LeBron James. Uh, not in that order, but those three guys. All right, we go to the Cavaliers, beat the Pistons. That, why do you even talk about that game? I think it was a fight in that game. Uh, the Jazz and the Hornets, 97-8. Raptors beat the Bucks. Th- these teams right here have no chance of being in the playoffs uh, at all until they get the right management, get the right people in their organization. 
what else we had? We had Celtics. Uh, talked about the Celtics losing uh, to the Wizards, resting their guys. We talked about this uh, NBA as far as the, the who's in the lead leaders. The top guys, uh, here's the NBA awards. Let's go with the uh, 2011 NBA awards. Again, MVP would be Derrick Rose, in my opinion. Derrick Rose or LeBron James comes down to that, but I'm giving it to Derrick Rose. You don't always have to have two superstars on your team to get the MVP, and, and most teams do. I mean, you can go, you can look at, I don't know who Kobe gets the MVP, who he had Shaquille, um, when Jordan was doing his Scotty, but you don't always have to have two stars. LeBron, um, he was the only star on it uh, when he was with Cavaliers, but he has Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose, probably the only star, superstar, that's on the Chicago Bulls team right now. Um, but he would be my favorite to win the MVP. Um, and maybe rookie of the year, you got to go to rookie year. Because of all the hype, rookie of the year is probably uh, Blake Griffin. And then you can make an argument for John Wall. But uh, with all the hype, I'd like to see Blake Griffin work on a low post game instead of just dunking every uh, uh, 50 million, 1,100 times in the game. Uh, and then everybody going crazy. Sixth man of the year. Man, that's a tough one because it comes down to uh, I like Jason Terry in Dallas. I like when he comes off the bench. Um, and he gives you 18 points off the bench. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's a solid effort coming off the bench for the Dallas Mavericks uh, when you got Dirk Nowitzki over there. Nowitzki over there. Um, but the, uh, also the Lakers, Lamar Odoms, could be the best sixth man uh, coming off the bench because – and, you know, these are starters that could be starting on other teams, but coming off a pretty good team, uh, being productive. I still like Jason Carey, uh, I'm sorry, Jason Terry as my sixth man. Now, coach of the year, I'm going to give that to Tom Thibodeau, the coach over in uh, Chicago, what these guys have done. Now, Chicago, let's talk about Chicago for a second. <clears throat> this team will probably go two rounds, they will beat, I think they playing the Indiana Pacer in the first round. They will get into the second round, which then is going to be tough. Um, if they win, if they get to the final uh, game in the East, uh, not the championship, the final game in the East, um, that would be a huge uh, step for this team and what they can do. Then you can get those solid players to come in there. Um, but if they can do that, that would be a huge. Now, the Chicago fans probably be disappointed because they think, they have the best team in the league, which they don't. They'd probably be disappointed um, in that case, but that would be a huge step for Chicago and what uh, Derrick Rose has done with that team. Uh, they had a lot of players that were supposed to come in and contribute uh, to set out most of the game. There was no consistency in those guys uh, coming into the game and helping uh, Derrick Rose out. So he, a lot of times he took onus on his own and, um, and helped just propel this team to win this game, got this team in the position and you can look around. You can look around that team, and I mean, Derrick Rose is the guy. He is the guy that, at the end of the shot, I watched him play uh, this year when he came out to Phoenix, um, bring his team back. Phoenix was killing these guys. He brought his team back. They won in a double overtime or something like that, uh, all on the play of Derrick Rose. That's why I don't think you have to have a another superstar with you to um, to get the MVP. It's what you do around the league. Uh, if your numbers match up with everybody else, uh, as, as you can be the MVP on your team. That's one thing, but an MVP of the league is totally a different thing. And I think he 
he's put himself in a position to be uh, come down to the wire being that guy uh, along with LeBron James and Dwight Howard. Uh, whether you like Dwight Howard and all his antics and all his uh, child out like uh, things he do in the game, look at his numbers offensively and defensively. He puts the numbers up. Obviously, LeBron James uh, over there has taken over Dwayne Wade's team. Um, but but Derrick Rose, and my, I'm giving the MVP award to Derrick Rose. Uh, all right, I said Tom Thibodeau. I, why coach of the year, Tom Thibodeau? Because these guys over Chicago are not just scoring. Uh, they, they, they don't have just one of the best players in the league in Derrick Rose, but they play in defense. Uh, these guys are uh, they's holding teams to under 100 points. And they and they're putting up the points on the board. So this wasn't a team uh, that was playing defense in the past years. But Tom Thibodeau comes in and, and they play his defense. Now you can argue about uh, Greg Popovich over in San San Antonio. Easy argument because they have the best record in the league. They have the best record in the NBA. Um, so that would be my uh, that would be my from six man rookie of the year. Blake Griffin, uh, John Wall could be that guy. MVP, Derrick Rose, but you got LeBron James, Kobe, Dwight Howard, Dirk Nowitzki. Um, sixth man of the year, I like Jason Terry in that. Uh, but they could easily go to uh, Lamar Odom or what he's doing. Uh, coach of the year, I'm going to go Tom Thibodeau just because of the defense of these guys. Just the transformation transformation he made in Chicago of these guys and being in a position to do pretty good things. Uh, defense player of the year, that's a tough one. Um, but Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard and Kevin Garnett. If Kevin Garnett, both of these guys, big men, cry more than anybody on the on the on the floor. Uh, most improved player, I'm gonna give that to who I think may be MVP, and that's Derrick Rose. Um, you can argue Kevin Love, but Kevin Love's playing on probably the worst team. Um, most improved, Derrick developed a 12 footer. He he developed an outside shot. Everybody know he can slash and do what he has to do. Uh, Kevin Love playing on one worst teams in the league. Playing on the worst team league, he has to get his numbers. But we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit of football, talk about what's going on around the league. Kwame Lasso the Sports, sometimes rich. We came from the ATL. We'll be back in a minute. Your internet flagship station for sports. America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemont Williams with co-host John Inglesby. Each week, join Lemont and John as they take callers, discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sit down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. 
In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lassiter Sports. Sometime Rich McCann from the ATL. You are now listening to Kwame Lassiter. Those uh, bums, I don't know what they're doing. I think they're both of them with their uh, bosses, and uh, both of their bosses are men. Um, but we'll uh, we'll wait till they come on the show and tell us what they're doing. Uh, we were talking about the uh, the awards for the uh, this year's NBA. We went down Derrick Rose, probably uh, MVP. You got a LeBron James, arguably. Do want to talk some football? Uh, six man, I got Jason Terry. You can argue that with uh, Lamar Odom within the Lakers. Uh, Thibodeau over there in Chicago got his team playing defense, uh, which is always good. You do, you do want to lead with defense first. Uh, he got enough offensive power over there. Um, most of it coming out of Derrick Rose. Uh, uh, what Derrick Rose is doing for that team. Uh, what else we got? Six man of the year. We got Jason Terry. Okay, we got uh, most improved. I said Derrick Rose again because if you remember, Derrick Rose couldn't shoot a jumper. All he would do was drive to the basket, and he did this in Memphis uh, when he uh, coming out of college. But he worked on his uh, long range shot, and he's knocking down those shots. So now he's even more threat than uh, than he was before. You couldn't stop him uh, driving to the basket. Uh, who's that? Uh, most improved. We had. Uh, yeah, it had to be a dirt rub, but you can argue uh, Love over there in uh, Minnesota. What else could he do but score over there in Minnesota? There's nobody else. He it, he should get his numbers. Uh, and that was that. I do want to move on to some uh, football, but I do want to talk about um, uh, Cam. I, I want to talk about Cam Newton. Not so much Cam himself, but what, what everybody's saying about this guy. I can't understand why they're making so much of an emphasis that he can't play quarterback in the National Football League. These uh, fake uh, Sports Center or ESPN guys on on TV. Um, some of them didn't even play the game. Some of them and and the others that did. Uh, when when what's the guy from um, Denver? Uh, what's this boy name? When the quarterback was coming out of the University of Florida, um, let me think his name. Now I'm gonna look it up. There was no, there was no bad things uh, that you hopped on about him. Our, everyone knew he uh, was a running quarterback. So now that Cam is running the quarterback, he's more powerful, he's working his stuff, it's almost like he's the worst quarterback, like he shouldn't get drafted in the first round. I, I don't understand this this talk about him when um, I have to talk, I have to find this other guy's name before I can uh, continue on with Cam. But there wasn't so much uh, talk about 
all his mechanics, what he can't do. There's a lot of things they saying he can't do, and not that he's won on every level that he's played the game. Now, I don't know if they letting the situation with his father uh, extorting money or allegedly extorting money from uh, different colleges for his son to go to there. If he did, good for him. That's the business. You want my son come? Let my son. Let me tell you right now. Let my son be that top guy. Well, anyway, it's not going to be an extortion. It's going to be like, how much you got to go to your college? Everybody does it. Why do you think you got boosters? Why do you think you got uh, alumni guys who, who, who lead guys toward a they make nobody has that great of imagination. They make movies about it. You just don't sit around the house thinking like, oh, this would be a great movie. Nobody's ever thought of this. This happened before. You don't have that great of imagination to think of something like this is not happening. That's why you got guys like the uh, who was the president of the Fiesta Bowl stealing money uh, and by stealing, taking people on lavish trips. That's that money is not used for that. Football is a business and it's a huge business that's why you get 20 million dollars to play in the rose bowl to play in the fiesta bowl that's why there's millions of dollars involved with this uh but when when um cam newton look stop talking about all the things cam newton can't do if you want to fix it what john gruden talked to every quarterback in the world uh and then next thing you know he said the quarterback's good and then someone drafts him uh, so stop talking about the things that Cam Newton can do, especially those guys who've never played that's on TV talking. I'm not saying a guy that's never played the game um, can't be, can't talk educated, educated enough on, on a certain player. But uh, stop talking about the things that Cam Newton can do. Give him a chance to play quarterback. Uh, one minute he's the first pick, uh, then he's in the 10th pick. Then, I wouldn't, then he's one minute I won't pick him till the 26th piece. But when – when you're talking about quarterbacks coming out, I, I really believe, I really, really believe uh, it is a preface on who you like, obviously. Uh, but when you're talking about these guys coming out, uh, I do believe it's like, yeah, I don't like this guy because of what somebody has did around him. You, you can't do it like that. It's, it's, almost, it's almost unfair to the guy. You can't do it like that. Um, give him a chance to play quarterback like you give everybody else a chance to play quarterback. Um, especially these guys. Uh, I'm still looking for this guy's name, but I, University of Florida, eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Call in if you get the name before Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow uh, of the University of Florida had all the worst mechanics in the world, um, but when Cam Newton, uh, you say he can't throw, he's not accurate enough. When was Tim Tebow ever accurate at throwing a football? Tim Tebow would be in the shotgun. He was never under the center. He would be in the shotgun, get the ball, and run. And because he ran so much, it opened up a lot of things for the pass. But he was a running quarterback. But when 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 it's uh, when it's Cam Newton, uh, a guy who can run, is so much emphasis on well, all he does is run. But you forget all he does is win. This guy went undefeated two years in a row. I think one was Blaine College, uh, his junior college. Undefeated, junior college national championship comes to Auburn. Regardless of what you thought, with the parents' situation, uh, the eighty thousand, one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Regardless of what you thought, that is what it is. Um, it's the it's the business of it. Um, goes undefeated at Auburn. He wins. Stop finding a reason for a guy not to succeed and give him a chance. Uh, and, and mainly, I'm talking to these. Uh, professionals these these so-called gurus uh, of sports uh, analysts 
that's on uh, ESPN uh, Sports Center or whatever you have, whatever have you. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. If you want to argue about it, uh, that's where you can find me. That's where you can reach me. Um, and I said argued. I didn't say talk because it's going to end up being an argument. Um, but uh, Cam Newton is a winner, man. Get this guy a chance to win. Uh, you get a lot of great athletes to come out early. You get a lot of great athletes that go in the first round. There's there's possibly a, a top five picks. A, a lot of these guys. A lot of these guys can't be good because they're going to the worst team in the league. So your argument, if you're basing your argument on he's not going to be a good quarterback, he's going to the Carolina Panthers. Now, they do have a, a Ron Rivera over there, a defensive guy. Now, you have to start with defense first. You've got to win. But if you can't, if you can't go to a, a team that's – why do you think the quarterback at Stanford stayed in? Because he would have went to the Carolina Panthers – a guy with that caliber of uh, talents and, and smarts, um, he, he won on the, uh, in the Stanford level. He won at the goes to an Ivy League school. Now, a lot of that means nothing for the most part, but he would have went to the Carolina Panthers. Then he would have failed. Then all your arguments would have been right. So when you see if, if Cam Newton is going to the Carolina Panthers, that he may be the guy. Uh, your argument may be valid that he didn't succeed well. Well, give him time because he was in college. He was doing other things. Now, you talk about those other quarterbacks who played in the run-and-shoot offense. Well, they have to get under the center just as well. They have to get under the center. You have to be able to transcend from the college, regardless of what position you play, from college to the NFL. Uh, stop making all the excuses and, and reasons why not he can't be successful, reason why you don't like him. Just come out and say you don't like him. I don't like Tim Tebow. I tell him in his face. But he's, he's, he's getting an opportunity to learn the game because they're trying to put him in front of Cal Horton, who's a better quarterback. Yeah, stop looking for reasons to not like a guy and, and talk more of his upside than so much negativity about him. And that's, that's what I was wanting to talk about, about that, that situation. It was really uh, disturbing to me that all these so-called guys who never played all these so-called guys that play, if you don't like the guy, just say you don't like him. Don't, don't, don't uh, put in everybody else's mind that he's not a good kid, that he's not a, uh, he can't get the job done, and, which was crazy to me. Um, all right, let's get into some NFL. The NFL, uh, the judge in Minnesota uh, was, uh, I think she's uh, telling the NFL and the players to go back into negotiations, uh, a try again, which is <laughs> try, go back to, uh, she's ordered the NFL players to go back and mediate again. Now, if you're a judge and you're in the court, or if you, uh, you know, if you got anything to do with the uh, court system, choose your words correctly. I can go in there and try again, and then all of a sudden say, if I'm the owner and I'm, st- I'm standing still on my situation and my point, I can try again. And then I say, well, this didn't work out, so I've tried. Now it's going to take more time off for getting things done. Uh, the situation still, uh, the, the owner's locked out. There is a lawsuit with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, a filed a class action antitrust suit against the league uh, in federal court. Now the owners, they locked the players out then, creating a first work stoppage in 1987, I want to say, um, but choose your words right. The verbiage has to be clear when you're dealing with the court of law, when you're dealing with situations like this, when you're dealing with billions of dollars. Um, 
the judge ordered NFL players to try mediations again. That's fine. If, if I'm still on my point, I will try again. I go in there and say, oh, we tried. It didn't work. Now it's going to take another month before they get the situation handled. Now, I don't know what the NFL is doing as far as thinking fans and sponsors and all those things going to come back. I'm sure sponsors would. Everybody want to be in the NFL business, uh, not just because they like the NFL, because it's a huge profit to be in the NFL business. If I am have this type of product that I want and I can get it on a uh, NFL stadium, NFL uh, facility, I can get it on a commercial, that does well for my business. I know there's some businesses where, uh, like especially in Vegas, uh, there's a hotel in Vegas, I won't say the name until they start sponsoring us, uh, that they have a they have a banner at the beach, uh, at the poolside, and the poolside is more like a beach. So if you've been there, you probably know which hotel I'm talking about. They're looking for that right shot. It's there every day. They spend $50,000 uh, a month just to keep it there, just hoping they get that right shot so they can sell a product. And, and that's being in the business of... Uh, uh, selling the product, taking that chance. So, you know, whether the NFL make money or not, which more times or not, they will. Uh, we're talking about billions of dollars. Uh, I do want to finish this up uh, with this NFL stuff, come back and talk about that. Then we'll find something to talk about the last segment. We'll take a break right now. This is the Kwame Lassen Sport. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You will hear the week's headlines and screen talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Each week, take a visit inside the locker room of your favorite sport with Dez Clark, Paul Fresh Clark, and Lester Scudder Davis as they bring you sportsmanlike conduct. As a current player, Dez Clark can bring you inside the sports world like nobody can. His co-hosts represent the fans of the sports world. With both points of view on the table, it becomes an engaging and entertaining program, to say the least. Sportsmanlike conduct can be heard Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasso Sports Sometimes Rich Show. Uh, 
perfect time with these guys not here to hate on my voice. On the last segment, we are back. I was talking about some mediations again with the uh, NFL and the players. Uh, let me read you a little something that uh, just pulled up. U.S. District Judge Susan Richard Nelson said formal mediation will begin Thursday before U.S. Magistrate Judge Arthur Bolin at his office in the Minneapolis Federal Courthouse. Bolin will meet with representatives from the players Tuesday, which is today, then representatives from the NFL on Wednesday. Um, we got to go through all this for money. Uh, it's a business, and these guys don't want to open the books. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization, uh, <laughs> so-called. Uh, you, you really don't have to. Um, but if you're making a profit off uh, the talent that's on the field, which is the uh, which is the players, uh, I mean, all the players want is what's deserving to them. Uh, now you can you can argue this both sides. It's, it's the owner's money. The owners wouldn't have any money. You can't go out there and get scabs to play and get the same product on the field. Uh, expect the same fans to come watch some scabs. Now there will be guys that cross. I say the last work stoppage since '87. You did have guys. I, I don't think I could have ever been that guy to, uh, to to cross over, especially when the, the calls were greater than me. Cross the calls was greater than um, that time. And I think it's always going to be when you're holding out for something, it is a greater cause. It's not for a whole lot of selfish reason other than to make things equal. Uh, and these guys are still um, arguing over money. It's, it's more so over owners. Now, being a former player, I'm, I'm just not going to say uh, players are not, that they are always right. But most times they are. And, and people, uh, at the same time, they bona fide idiots too. Because they do a lot of things in the public that they, you don't have to do. You know, we, on my on the fan page, we talked about Manny. And I'm, I'm going to stick with football. But we talked about Manny Ramirez. Um, you're already the best in the world. And, and I say this all the time on the show. You're the best in the world at what you do. Why do you need a drug? Why do you need some type of enhancement? Now, allegedly, he took this stuff. Allegedly, the uh, baseball commissioner um, told him he did. Or if they found it in the system, um, but that's what it is, and then he retires. But he retires without letting his team know. He just signed a one-year deal uh, with Tampa Bay Rays, and uh, he's back for a second time. Well, Manny, I'll say this to you: It's baseball. It's only your second offense. You got three strikes in baseball. Come back. They let you back, but you're gonna miss a hundred games doing so. Uh, and baseball is 162, 182 game season. So, uh, with this football stuff and this million dollars, like I said, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, they felt. They filed a class action antitrust suit against the league uh, in federal court. Now, this is to get the owners to, uh, you know, this gets the owners, to, uh, these guys are stopping Tom Brady and Peyton Manning along with uh, everyone else in the league that's active and playing from working. How uh, you have a work stoppage when these guys are physically unable to work, uh, which is, again, uh, they've hoping the players are not unified, um, and then they'll break down and they'll cross. Again, this happened in the 87 uh, when you had a lot of scabs, uh, is what they called them, uh, crossing over. And this might have been a guy's long-lost dream to play football in the National Football League. He said, this is a great opportunity. Let me go ahead and take it. Uh, maybe these guys had family situation. I can't tell you why you would cross over, but I could never be that guy if the cause is greater than myself. Um, so we'll keep an eye on this. Uh, again, the players meeting today. The owners meeting tomorrow. Uh, they will meet tomorrow uh, to talk about this. Uh, representatives from the NFL will meet tomorrow with the uh, uh, the judge, Arthur Bolin. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. That will definitely be on the fan page um, this week. Uh, check it out.
uh, I also want to talk about uh, there's an interest, interesting story that uh, Derek Mason, Derek Mason called. Uh, now everybody's up and roll with this. Uh, if you look at a lot of the comments, uh, Derek Mason, he disagreed with uh, on Godell and who Roger Godell is. It, well, you did. He did play under uh, Paul Tagliabue, but before that, there was Pete Rozelle. Uh, Derek just don't see what this guy is, uh, what um, Roger Goodell is doing for the game. He's harping on uh, blood testing, uh, human growth development, uh, instead of uh, mainly getting this situation straight together right now with the owners and the players. Um, again, he calls them a joke, which, uh, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of players that feel the same way. I mean, I, I haven't seen this guy done anything yet. Uh, and maybe he has. Maybe he's taking those steps, but they small steps where they're not noticeable. Um, again, I will have to look more further into him, but he, he's not a guy that I would want to look into. Uh, and, I, and I say that not just because he's not the NFL commissioner, uh, but, you know, I don't see what he's doing. There's a lot of other people around him that's running the show. Um, he's not a he's not a Pete Rosell. He's not a, a Tagliabue or Paul Tagliabue. He's a – I mean, he just haven't made the steps. And I could read uh, – um, Mason said, I can read some quotes from Mason. Uh, anybody that understands what's been going on in the game of football on the side, on the inside, not just on the outside, but anyone that's been in it, they understand that honestly, he's not disrespecting the guy, but a lot of things he say are disrespectful. Now, I added that part to it. Uh, everything has been done, has been, by, has been done for the game of football. Everything has been done with the game of football has been done by the two. Uh, previous commissioners, that's Roselle and Paul Tagenbuehl that I mentioned earlier, and you can't see a whole lot of things that uh, Goodell is doing. Um, and he says this. This was an interesting part. Now you know, there's been an NFLPA. There's been a lot of uh, talk about the the draft coming up with the players going to New York, going to get the uh, going to walk that stage. Uh, Derek Mason uh, and his parting piece of advice for rookies who are welcome by the NFL. Well, welcome to the NFL by Goodell at draft day. Once you shake his hand, now you become the guy on the other side. Now, that's interesting enough. We got four minutes to close in 888-346-9144 if you want to call in. Now, that, that's interesting enough that uh, once you shake his hand, you now become the guy on the other side. Well, the NFL PA, they represent current players. <clears throat> And once you sign it, once you come into the NFL, you are now a current player. Um, it's, it's contradicting because uh, you look at a guy like Brett Favre, who played twenty something years, twenty one years, who was a current player. Once he retired, what do you? How do you deal with Brett Favre if you're NFLPA? I mean, you've represented this guy for twenty one years, then all of a sudden you shut the door on him. And he's just an example. Now that's why we have the NFL alumni, NFL retired players. We got a, uh, we got a lot of uh, great iron greats. We have a lot of organizations that want the same thing. I think, in, in my opinion, we have to come together. There has to be representatives from – if you want to have all these retired situations uh, dealing with the NFL, you got to have representatives to come together. Not quite sure if anybody has thought about that yet. My brain does work different from a lot of guys, so uh, which means I'm smarter than a lot of guys. Um, you need those representatives to come together. You don't have to have a, a room full of angry – guys or most of them these guys are concerned not angry but you don't have to have a room full of guys talking loud over each other all the retired um, organizations 
bring a representative and let's meet. Let's see if we're talking about the same thing. We, we all want the same things. Those guys did make the league what it is. And the owners, the owners forget about that. They did make the guys what it is. Appreciate that, Ray Ellis. I got the Defense Revolution uh, drink, Super Antoxic Tea. Now, those guys did make the lead what it is. So they, um, they need to come together and make sure we are on the same page uh, as far as what we wanna, how we want to approach the, um, the owners in these situations. Uh, and that goes to uh, a Goodell. That goes to the Maurice Smith. Uh, that's why the NFL rookie symposium uh, there's not a lot of NFL, uh, retired NFL guys in those meetings unless you work for the NFLPA. Uh, and that, and that's my take on that because what I've been told in the past that they tell the rookies, stay away from the veterans because they want your money. Not telling the rookies that one day you're going to be a veteran and one day you're going to be retired uh, from the NFL. So and that's why it's, it's, it's very important for us to get this out Get that out to these guys. Uh, it's very important for these uh, this situation to get handled real quick because you got a lot of things to deal with, fans, uh, sponsors, uh, the game of golf. I mean, the game of football, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about golf because I'm going to play. The game of football uh, in its entirety, the, the, the pureness of it, if there's such a thing in football. Uh, but you want to get a whole lot of things done. It's affecting a lot of jobs uh, for people who work there. It's affecting a lot of training. I talked to some of the trainers. Um, it's affecting a whole lot of things when the owners don't have a whole lot to worry about. Everybody not getting Tom Brady, Peyton Manning's money uh, in the NFL, and they counting on that. All right, well, thank you guys for listening to the show. We'll be back next week. I want to talk about a lot of the draft stuff. Don't forget to check out the Energy Force bracelet. Um, may have Tony um, up here next week. Um, check out the Energy Force bracelets um, and, uh, and order those. Um, mention my name. You may get a $5 discount. Maybe. We'll be back next week. This is Like Sports. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.